Hey there, I'm Amy, and welcome to the podcast, Fearlessly Facing 50. This podcast is about conversations and connections, and my mission is to encourage women over 40 to live their best life. You know what, ladies, we haven't peaked yet, and we are just getting started. So if you're ready for some real talk with real people and real conversations about what really matters, you found the right place. I'm ready. Are you ready? Let's get started. Let's get real. Hey there, I'm Amy Schmidt and welcome to the Fearlessly Facing 50 podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Today we're talking about the power of friendship. You know, we're digging deep into relationships this month, relationships with our children, relationships with our spouses, relationships with friends. And today I have with me two personal friends of mine, two women that I really admire for many reasons, two women that have been friends for years. They've raised their children together. They've moved across the country, around the world, at times being in the same country, which is pretty amazing. Their husbands have worked for the same company at times. They've gone through health issues, They're becoming empty nesters. Nikki's got a couple more months and her youngest is off. Carrie now is a mother-in-law. So, so many things have changed over the course of their relationship. And I'm so happy that they're going to spend some time with me today talking about the power of friendship and what it means to nurture those friendships at midlife and beyond when things change. So sit back and grab your coffee your glass of wine, and enjoy my conversation with Nikki Swafford and Carrie Hewitt. I welcome you to the show. I'm excited to have you. You know, we're doing this. They're sitting in North Carolina, probably looking at a beautiful sunrise and um, and hopefully a, a sunny sky. And I'm sitting here in Connecticut. And it's just so amazing how I think paths cross and stories intersect. And that's why I'm so excited to have you on the show. So if you guys don't mind, you know, friendship is a big thing. So why don't you take me back to that first time you met? How many years ago was it? And why you think you really clicked? Well, we, John and I, my husband and I had moved from um, Arizona where John had just finished his master's. We kind of took the long road. We took the 10 year plan to get out of school. So we had three kids. We had just had Sydney, our youngest, and we moved to San Diego. John took a job at, um, wasn't Motorola, what was it called at the time? General Instrument, that's right. And um, as a, a junior, a financial analyst, and he worked with Greg, Nikki's husband. And so we got invited to their house for a Sunday afternoon, you know, barbecue, and that's how we met. And our our girls are exactly the same age, so they were little toddlers, and we had just um, we had just lost our middle daughter and moved to back to San Diego, back to working for General Instrument. So it was a it was a sad time in my life and Carrie was right there. And it's funny because, you know, we've moved like, you know, you know, we lived there and then we've lived in Pennsylvania together. We've lived in Germany together. We've lived in Pennsylvania. We, and now we live in North Carolina. So 
just by chance, the world has put us together. And, and whenever I remember a call from Carrie's husband once to my husband saying, hey, Carrie's having a really hard time. Can you have Nikki call her? Because they had just moved to California. Right. And the thing when you move all the time is friends, right? You're sitting in your house as a stay-at-home mom. No friends going up. How did I get here? Why am I so alone? I have no friends. So I remember calling Carrie and reaching out to her. And and we talked about how when you move, that it takes you two years to have new friends. And what could we do to shorten that time frame? And uh, so I remember I went in my neighborhood and I put flyers in everybody's mailbox to start a bunco group. No way. You did? Yeah, I'm the new girl. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You have to put yourself out there, right? Yeah, it's so true. In California, I started, uh, the boys were in, I got the boys in um, Boy Scouts and became the den mom and then ended up running the troop. And, you know, you just invite the neighbors over, you invite, and that's kind of how I ended up at her house the first time. Um, We had just moved to San Diego and they invited us over. And so um, I think our personalities clicked because we're both kind of like, all right, we got to make this happen. We got to make yeah. this. And so you kind of throw yourself out there, make yourself try to make your house the center of what's going on in the neighborhood right. and um, build relationships that way. And yeah. I think she made a goal when we were on that call, if I remember correctly, that said, all right, we got to shorten this time span. What can we do to take the two years down to one year? Really? How <laughs> we funny. Stormed about, okay, yeah, we can do this, we can do that. And and we just support each other when we weren't together, even before we became best friends, because our lives were so similar. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. It's an amazing story. Don't you find, though, that, I mean, that you're a little bit of like a, a rare bird sighting. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, do you think women really are able to do that? Do you find most women or or did you find yourself like, wow, we're always taking this initiative to try and invite people over or, you know, how do you find that? Is it a balance or? You know, it's funny you say that because um, I I have thought that. I think several places that we've lived and we moved a lot um, with John's job by choice, you know, right. for, um, and I remember thinking many times and telling Nikki, why am I the only one hosting? Why? Why is it always me? Because, you know, it's work. Oh, um, Absolutely. But I wanted my house full of people for my kids. I want, if we couldn't be around our family, I wanted to create a family no matter where we were. And I remember just thinking, I think both of us came to the conclusion that it's your place. It's your role. It's your gift and do it because you, because you can and you want to, and you get a benefit from it. And so it's kind of one of those things that you just figure, well, this is my role in my community. Yeah. I've said my gift is hospitality. So there was always in fact I remember my kids being little and and they always would say every night mom who's coming for dinner because somebody was always at our house for dinner and if I said nobody they would say well how come really like Isn't that amazing yeah and whoever was the stray would be at the table whether yeah. they or not yeah I love that and you know that gift will be carried out to your children I mean you know they will they're just going to have that open, that openness and that comfort, which is, which is amazing. But there are women that struggle with, you know, with doing that. So I love the fact that you are encouraging people to kind of put themselves out there. And when they're away from family, because so many times in this environment, you know, our husbands or our partners are moving 
And it's just part of it. You just got to pick it up and your friends become your family. Well, that is exactly what's happened with us because uh, both of us have never lived near our family throughout all these moves. So right. we become each other's family. Yeah, exactly. And there's that's such a gift. Yeah. So let's talk about health issues because I know both of you have experienced these and it's just part of your journey. And I remember Nikki and I can't, I should have asked you this before we started recording, but um, Carrie gave you a stone or something, right? When you had um, something about bloom where you're planted. Yes. It says bloom. It says bloom. I remember that. Yeah. So can you two just uh, walk me back through Kind of both of you, um, Carrie suffers from uh, chronic rheumatoid arthritis, and Nikki's gone through a cancer diagnosis. So can you just take me back to those times in your friendship and in your life when when that was that was a challenge? Well, yeah. So I was uh, 33. We were living in San Diego and uh, started having a bunch of um, health issues. And um, we were under a lot of stress. John was traveling a lot. And for a variety of it reasons, it was just extremely stressful for us. And so I started having all these um, uh, symptoms. Mm-hmm. The long story short is that I went to the doctor and it ended up being rheumatoid. And um, so that kind of started me on a journey because uh, I have that in my family and I watched my grandmother um, struggle with that as lupus. And so it was, it was a very scary for me because, you know, as a kid, I watched my grandmother basically become disfigured mm. with arthritis. So it was a scary time. And so, but the great news is it got me on a path to wellness that I never knew. I, I didn't know that what you ate mattered. Right. Because I had always had a very fast metabolism. I had three kids. I was on the go. I, you know, we just ate whatever we needed to, and that was it. And that, really brought about a huge shift in my life for the positive, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But what the, the biggest thing I would say is a shift in the way I, I took care of myself and I started prioritizing myself. I think that was a significant shift for me. Mm-hmm. And so it is. I still, I say that just after a couple weeks ago, they're saying, yeah, you have mono. And I said, what? No, yeah. no, I'm really. I don't have mono. <laughs> Recheck. Right. And it's because I ran myself down. So not to say that I still don't struggle to say to give myself healthy limits and boundaries. Um, that's not the case. I do. But it really helped me uh, has helped me uh, make that a, a part of my life that I really am aware of now. Yeah, that's so interesting, because I think women really struggle with self care you know, putting themselves as a priority. We, we all do it. We just get kind of caught up in everything else and being there for everybody else. So it's wonderful that you were able to do that. And you really saw a shift when you kind of turned the lens inward and started to look at your diet. Yeah. And then that, that's when I started exercising. Like I had never even needed to exercise. Right. Um, so it was a lot of good things. But I remember when we were living in one of the times, we've lived in Pennsylvania three times. Um, we live literally a mile down the road from Nikki. And the funny thing is I moved from San Diego, um, uh, to Pennsylvania and Nikki, I called Nikki and said, Hey, we're moving. And she goes, Oh, I know a friend who's, they're selling their house. They're moving. Let me call you back. And so I said, okay. So literally within a week we flew in, 
stayed at Nikki's house and then I went down and looked at the neighbor's house at literally a mile down the road and we bought that house. So when we were living there, we lived in that house for three and a half years. That's when Nikki was diagnosed with breast cancer. Yeah. So I was 38 uh, when I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And um, I remember going to, well, you know, you go through all the doctors and you're still just in shock. And the biggest thing I remember from that is going to Dr. Warner, who, uh, you know, I chose to take, obviously, the, the chemotherapy, but then I wanted a an Eastern approach. I wanted to do whatever I could for my body to make it through right. the poison of the chemotherapy. Right. So uh, I went to this holistic doctor who was actually an MD and chose to go the holistic route. And I sat down and she said, so why do you have breast cancer? And it was like somebody slapped me across the face. And I thought, what? Well, how could you say that to me? And I, right. I kind of sat down for a minute and she said, you know why you have this. So why do you have it? And yeah. I thought, um, yeah, well, I guess because my, my husband travels a lot and I, I can't, I can't get this relationship to be what I need it to be. I, you know, I feel like I need some more support. And, and it really was that something like this was going to force him to spend some time with me. And Carrie and I still say to this day that any kind of disease that you get, a part of that is the emotional, the inside of you. What is broken inside that you need to fix? Mm, and I just powerful. A couple yeah. days ago from someone who said, my, my sister was just diagnosed and I know you've been through this. What can you tell her? And I said, the first thing I'm going to tell you is look inside. What's missing? What's broken? What is causing this in your life? Mm. And fix that too. And Carrie will say the same thing. I mean, we've talked about it before. Yeah, that's really, that's, that's a really powerful statement. I've never really thought about it that way. And I can't even imagine the doctor asking me that, you know, you must've just been, that was like a stop you in your tracks moment, right? Oh, absolutely. But it did make me realize that, um, that there were some things that needed to be fixed. And, and, and we sat down, you know, Greg and I sat down and talked about this and, and at first he said, you know, he was the only one working. So it was, it was right. he felt that he could not take time away from that. He had to support his family. And you can see where that comes from. I mean, as absolutely. A, you see where that comes from. And um, he said, well, I can't go to chemotherapy with you. I have to work. You, let's get so-and-so to do this. And I said, no, I'm not going to burden anybody else with this. Right. I need you to hold my hand through this. Right. right. And, and so he did. That's amazing. That's amazing. And that's when the, uh, I, I believe that's when Carrie gave me the stone bloom. I love that. And it sat in my kitchen window for, for years and I looked at it every day. And then I remember when she were, did you move to Germany? I was in Germany and I, and I sent it to her. Really? You know, she was struggling. So I wrapped it up and I mailed it to her. Wow. And then at another point in time, she gave it back to me. So we, it's been, it's been in the family. <laughs> it's like the, it's like the traveling pants. It's the traveling bloomstone. Yeah. It's a traveling stone. No, it makes me cry to think about it. Cause I remember, um, moving to Germany was one of the toughest things we ever did. My oldest son, Austin, Amy, you know, him. Um, he had just made the swim team. He had just, oh. which was not an easy thing to do. And right. he just made the, um, the baseball team and he was, Excited and so proud and when we told him look we got this opportunity to move to Germany of course he wasn't happy about it um, 
and he had started having heart palpitations. Like it was very stressful. Stressful. Yep. Um, now having said that, and then I had a lady in our neighborhood tell me that I was making the biggest mistake for my son and told me, mm. you know, it wasn't. Yeah. On one hand, I do appreciate honesty. On the other hand, you know, it could have been delivered differently, but the short of it, what happened ended up happening was and Austin, who's, you know, married and on his own out of college now will tell you that moving to Germany was the best thing. One of the best things our family ever did. But at the time it was very difficult. And I was really struggling as a mom thinking, am I screwing them up? Right. Causing right. a rift. Is this going to be something that tears us apart? I mean, it, it was really hard. And, um, Sorry. And that's why that stone meant so much because when I yeah. called Nikki and John and said, Carrie's really struggling, blah, blah, blah. You know, your kids do struggle for the first three months or so when you move. You oh, yeah. Months. yeah. Uh, and then I opened that up in the mail and um, it, w it was very meaningful to me. Yeah, so. exactly. I remember that. I remember that stone and it's amazing. And it's, you know, so if there's somebody listening right now that is struggling with a chronic illness or you know, are, are just at a spot where they need somebody, what would, what would your words of, what would you tell them? Well, uh, you know, we all have a, we all, I, I would hope that everybody has a friend that they can. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's always that one. Um, and, and there's usually just about one. Right. And, um, you know, we, like when we moved into this building, we, it was an empty, dilapidated old nursing home. And Carrie and I told the owners, we're going to make a village out of it. And it's funny because now when the ladies in this building have problems, they come into this office and they come and talk to us. And, and we feel like we've been put here yes. towards to the next group to help them with things like what we're talking about. And it's funny because we'll get done with our day and we'll say, gosh, darn it, we got nothing done. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's kind of like you sit around a table. It's almost like an altar. You just sit there and you talk and that's wonderful. You know, um, I, I was thinking something that I did, and it, whether it's illness um, or whether it's I just moved again and I don't know where the doctor, ah, the kids are sick and I don't even have a doctor or I need to find a certain kind of, you know, cheese or something. And I don't yeah. know where to go. Dog food. Just where, yeah, where you're just sitting there going, getting frustrated. I, I think, and feeling like, you know, it's never going to end. Right. One of the things that I've always done is I'd say, okay, but you know what? I love this. I love this house or I love the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I, I just start thinking about all the things that I love. Yeah. My hands are really stiff today, but my knees aren't swollen. So that's really good. And I literally would be in the kitchen just thinking about washing the dishes, thinking about memories that I have with each dish. And that is literally, and I do it now. That's how I pull myself out of the dumps. And I think it is just shifting your focus. Um, it is. Yeah. And realizing that what you're going through now is momentary, although it doesn't feel like it. Right. And, right. It, and it takes effort to do that. It's, it doesn't come easily. And you have to purpose to be like, if I, and here's the thing that always motivated me, is that you set, I don't know who told me this years ago, 
Um, but you as the mom, if you're the stay-at-home mom or even the mom that works, for some reason the women set the emotional um, temperature for the house. And if mm-hmm. I'm happy, then everyone will be happy. If I'm in the dumps, then everybody else is 10 times in the dumps. Yeah, yeah. So, I always kind of looked at like, I'm going to make a home for these kids and for my husband and for myself. And you just have to focus on the positive. I know everybody says that and I hate how cliche it sounds, <laughs> Right. but it right. is a tool that I use. And you yeah. have to put yourself out there. It, I remember when I moved to China thinking, okay, here I go. I got to make friends again. And, and I grabbed a tea bag. And I went over to my neighbor and I knocked on her door and I said, hi, I brought my own tea bag. If you have water, we can have tea. <laughs> and she just looked at me and she invited me in and we became friends. Exactly. That's what it takes. It takes stepping out of your comfort zone. And you both are saying the same thing. It's the message of just momentum. Keep moving forward. You have to, you know, you just have to keep looking and living forward. And that's what's so important. Well, the truth is, Amy, you don't have to. Mm. And stay right where you are and you can stay stuck and you can stay sad. You mm-hmm. can. That's mm-hmm. totally your choice. It's and your choice. I, yeah. Yeah. Good point. Very true. So tell me about this business you launched together because I've been following it and it's so exciting for the two of you. And, you know, you both are, you, you launched this. Nikki, were you 50 yet when you launched Paradise Provisions? Uh no, I wasn't. Was, yeah, it was late 40s. Before I turned 50. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so tell me about this. So now you, I mean, now you've heard the story that these two have been friends through moves through, through all sorts of different, you know, illnesses and changes and everything raising their kids and that's been their path. And now all of a sudden, they're like, you know what, damn it, I'm gonna, we're gonna we're going to do this thing. And they're both passionate about, well, hospitality and food and cooking and all of that. So who decided to start the business and take me back to that conversation? Well, that would be Nikki. <laughs> yeah. You know, we had been coming to Topsail Island, you know, Greg and I for 20 years and, and John and Carrie and their kids for multiple years as well. And I always knew I wanted to start a business and I really loved being down here and uh, one summer, that the summer before I turned 50, I did some work with some of the vacation rental companies, and uh, I came up with this business idea to to make vacation easier for moms because I felt mm-hmm. like whenever we go on vacation, we pack everybody's stuff, and then we pull up to you know you pull up to the beach, and the dad and the kids all get out of the car, and then you get back in the car and you go to the store, <laughs> and you spend the whole day prepping the house for your exactly. one exactly. And so I said, let's make life easier. And if we put all of that stuff and let's make it good stuff that's biodegradable and it's got essential oils and it's organic and let's make them feel good about the stuff that they get and let's wrap it up like a present so that when they get there, there's this gift of one box of paper towels and toilet paper and dish soap and all that stuff that they need so they don't have to go to the grocery store. And then let's make uh, meal kits where when the kids say, we don't want to go out. Can you just make us something? And there's nothing in the vacation rental house. Let's put these shelf-stable meal kits together that people can travel with that are healthy, that don't have, you know, chemicals in them that you can make fresh dinner with. And so um, right before we were ready to go home that summer, I was sitting down with my family and I I gave them an idea. I said, hey, I want to start this business and I'd, I'd like to sell our house in Pennsylvania and 
can we move here? My daughter was going off to college. Right. My son was going to be a freshman. And so it was the perfect time. He was going to be a freshman in high school. And I talked to them and they all said, no, no, we Did don't, <laughs> don't want to do that. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Sounds no. good, mom, but yeah, no. <laughs> and I started crying and I said, when do I get to be first? Mm. Because, you know, I felt like I set my whole career aside and said, nope, it's more important for me to raise these children because my husband at that point in time was going to be gone. He traveled. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A week, and I realized that my oldest was only going to see one parent maybe two hours a day. And I thought, I can't bring a child into the world and do that. Right. right. So, you know, I'd already for 18 years been staying home. And I just said, why can't I be first? Yeah. Wow. That's something. And I went home and I thought, well, I'm just going to continue on this path. And I, and I called Carrie. I said, I want to start this business. And here's the idea. And uh, she said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> was that before you popped a bottle of wine or was that during it? Or, you know, that's awesome. Or did, was it just a phone call? You weren't even together. Yeah. It's like Thelma and Louise. And they're like, yeah. okay, I'm going to drive off the cliff. And she's like, okay, let's drive. <laughs> I'm, I'm going with you. I'm with you, sister. That's amazing. And I, I love what you said about, I know so many women can, can, it can resonate with the fact that you get on vacation after you've packed the car and put the car top carrier on and packed everybody. And packed yourself the worst. At least that happens on my end. You know, I always pack the wrong things. Everybody else has got everything they need. And then you pull in and it's like instant vacation for them. And it's a business trip for us. So, <laughs> you know, to take that away is an amazing thing. So, so what happened next? So did you face some obstacles? Did you just decide, did the family finally come on board and say, Nikki, go for it? Uh, no, I, you know, <laughs> he's hard and ripped off the mandate and said, okay, uh, we're moving in January. <laughs> I put we're doing this. Yeah. Uh, well, we made a go of it. Carrie and I got together and for like a week or two, we started putting all the recipes that we have made for everybody for a million years because people used to say, Hey, you guys should start a restaurant. And Carrie and I thought, Oh yeah, we've been raising kids for 20 years. We should definitely start a restaurant because that's as many hours as raising kids. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So instead we put all of our, you know, meals that people would ask for over and over and over again into a kit. And then we just had tastings and we had people come over and we had food all over the place. And, and we created kits of, um, you know, meals that people loved. And then the essential kit that we do that has, you know, the paper towel, the toilet paper, that was the first idea. So that was the easy one because That's brilliant. we just yeah. wanted it to be earth friendly and we wanted it to be things that we would use. Right, right. And there was nothing like this. I mean, were there other companies that, that you, you modeled it after or was this just kind of a, a new thing? Nobody does it that we know of. I mean, we tried to find a product to compare ourselves against, right. uh, but we haven't found one yet. Amazing. Yeah, for the essential kit. There's there's similar, obviously, different meal kits and different cocktail kits out there. But, um, you know, this is really for the vacationer because you just buy the fresh ingredients. And the goal is that when you're done at the end of the week, you don't have all the stuff in the refrigerator that you just have to throw away because, you right. know, you did a dollop of mayonnaise or you needed some olive oil. Yeah. And that, and that is so true. You're constantly just throwing it out. You overbuy or you don't, that's amazing. So one picture I loved seeing on social media a while back was the two of you 
uh, at a ribbon cutting. And the picture, I just loved looking at it because there was so much joy in both of your faces. It was like, you know what? We did this. So take me back to that. Was that just an incredible moment? I mean, it you made it happen. Yeah, it, it, that was really fun. The, the, the thing that made it so great was the, the place where we have our office is in a little town called Holly Ridge. And um, it's we have in the building, there's a deli. And there's a little restaurant that um, serves breakfast and lunch. And so you get a lot of people, the locals coming in for lunch and stuff. And all these people came in for the ribbon cutting. And it was after hours. It was like 6 o'clock in the evening. And we had made a bunch of food to have people taste the kits. And so they could, you know, um, enjoy the products that we're selling, mm -hmm. an idea of what we're all about. Right. We had, we must have had 50 or 60 people yeah. here from the, from the community. People wow. that just, I know. And, the, and it had only been advertised on Facebook. Um, and this is how this community is. Like people come, you know, and they would say, well, we just wanted to support you. This is me and my, this is my husband, so-and-so. And we just, we saw it on Facebook and we just, you know, you're in Holly Ridge and we just want to support you. And that is not uncommon here. Wow. You know, when Nikki told me about the idea, um, I was in a spot where our youngest um, child was going to college. And yeah. I'm in this big house and I was kind of done with the winters in Pennsylvania. I mean, I, I love Pennsylvania. I love the history. We've lived there three times. I, I really feel at home there. Right. I was just ready for a change. I, I don't know this whole yeah. turning 50 thing. I'm so glad you're doing this because <laughs> I, everybody would say, Oh, well, when you turn 50, you're like, okay, whatever. You know, yeah. it's like when right. people would say, well, when you turn 30, you'll get it. I'm like, okay. But right. they, it is really true in these milestones you start to realize there is significance to them. And so I was kind of at a spot where I was going, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I, who am I? Like, yeah, I don't know. Exactly. And anyway, and then when Nikki came up with this, I, I was really feeling itchy and just wanted to do something different. And moving is not um, a huge, it is a big deal, but we've done it so many times. Right. So. Right. The funny thing is, when we got to Malvern in Pennsylvania, I was—I had told John, "I'll burn this house down before I'll pack it one more time." I mean, I didn't yeah. move anymore. <laughs> right? Exactly. That's how I felt when we moved here. Exactly. Yeah. So when I told him, "So what do you think about moving to the beach?" You know, and he was like, "I don't know." Anyway, that's a whole other story. But we 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 did decide to move, and um, and the ribbon cutting was really special because of the community of people that are around here. That is Amazing. what made it so great. Like in a tiny town like this. 50 or 60 people will come out to support two women that they barely know. Yeah, and I'm proud of the mayor that's standing next to us. She just mm -hmm. walked in and said, hi, I'm Anita, I'm the mayor. And Carrie and I are sitting there with our mouth open because, you know, we were brand new. And here the mayor comes in and says, hi, I'm here to support you. And we thought, wow, okay, thank you. <laughs> that's incredible. I just, I, I remember looking at that picture and just, it, it's it's such a such a cool thing. And it just shows that. You're never too old and you're never too late just to keep. And I do think that all these things are, it's like a puzzle. They all fit together. It's all part of your journey. And these pieces all just fit together along it. And, you know, if you're along the way, if you're willing to take the risk and put yourself out there, amazing things can happen. If you're enjoying what you're hearing today and my conversation with Carrie and Nikki and the power of friendship, I encourage you to check out my website and subscribe there, www.fearlesslyfacing50.com. 50 is spelled out. You can go ahead and subscribe. I guarantee you will not get a lot of emails from me, but you can catch up on my blogs, events, places I'm speaking, and my book launch that's coming up the end of this month. 
So now back to the conversation with Carrie and Nikki. So how do you come up with the menu ideas? Well, you should be here next week because that's menu testing. Oh, oh, that sounds fun. This is usually when we come up with new menu items, although we came up with some really quick ones last summer because we have several um, farm stands around us and we wanted to help support our local farmers. Right. So we went to them and said, hey, we'll make little mini kits that you can sell vegetables to if you just tell us which ones you want. So they gave us lists and we came up with five kits that they could all use to help sell their vegetables. And so we, we did that real quick, like our our soul season okra and we did a zucchini one and a, a roasted veggie frittata one. So that's some ways and that someone has a need and we come in and say, here, let us help you sell fresh vegetables. Right. Um, the meal kits, we um, will take recipe, you know, we'll test recipes throughout the year and we'll look recipes up and then, you know, we have to make them shelf stable. So we'll make them and we'll modify them and we'll change them. And we usually get big groups of people to come in and test them. Like next yeah. week, we'll send out an evite to all the towns around us and say, hey, stop by our office, come taste this. And then we usually have a clipboard where you know, we'll write if they liked it or not. And any comments like, oh, there was too much rosemary or it's not salty enough. Or That's awesome. So your mission with this is really to provide healthy food, get everything organized, you know, and everything kind of set before you get on vacation. So I, I want to hear a story. There's got to be something where, you know, you put your capes on and you swooped in and you saved the day or the vacation. Oh, yeah, that was that was our very first year. I'll, I'll let Carrie kind of start because it was so funny. It was a bunch of uh, stay-at-home moms with their kids that yeah. had come to Topsail and had ordered. What did they order? The, I, well, they had they had an essential kit, <clears throat> and then they ordered a cocktail kit. Okay. And the funny th- thing of it was is in the summer we have a ton of people who come down and and we love it. But you know I'm hosting ten people at my house for a week, and I'm also doing deliveries. Um, Right. on the island. And so, you know, I was a little frazzled. <laughs> As you can imagine. So I, I drive up and I'm like looking at the, looking at the, the sheet and trying to find the house. And <clears throat> I pull in and it's these two ladies and they're there by themselves with their kids. <laughs> and she, I had knocked on the door and she, I come in and she's so talking to me. So I start, you know, I was literally, I was probably there for 20 minutes and I, they wanted, you know, um, they wanted restaurant recommendations and they, you know, if we, if we were to get a sitter, like how would that happen? And do you know anyone? And I'm like, you know what? I'm, let me get back to you. Um, (laughs) so we were going back and forth with these two ladies for a couple of days and, um, it was really fun. Yeah, we found them. So they, they texted me, do you, do you know how to get a babysitter? So I, I happened to have some people. Yeah. So I, uh, I said, people, I, you can call these two ladies. I'm sure you'll be able to get a sitter. So they were able to get a sitter and go out. And then they, they texted me again, or they texted Carrie and said, where do you get your hair cut? Can we, we'd like oh, to get our right. hair cut like yours. <laughs> I really love the color. Uh, oh, I love it. I so by the end of the week, we had gotten them a essential kit. We got them a cocktail kit. We got them a babysitter. We got them a meal kit. We told them where to eat dinner. And, you know, it's not what we do, but we understand being that mom that's like, yeah. help me. What made it funny was we're, Usually when we have a bunch of people down the beach, Nikki will come to my house or I'll go to her house and we'll make a huge dinner for, you know, 20 people or something like that. Right. And we would get these calls or texts right in the middle of we're trying to serve. Okay, get this on. You put that on the grill. You do this. And I'd be like, 
okay, they need a babysitter. And she'd be like, what? <laughs> Hold on. Let me call so-and-so. And it was just kind of comical, you know? I love it. But you made their vacation great. And you also, you know, I talk about circles and horseshoes all the time. And you were able to open your circle and make it a horseshoe and, you know, make these women feel comfortable and be a resource to them. And that's really what it's all about. Yes. You know, it, it really is. So one thing I ask my guests on every show is what advice would you give your 30 year old self? You know, look back 20, 23, 24 years and say, what would I tell her? I don't know. I think, you know, I always say I earned every single wrinkle. So don't take those away from me because I earned those, damn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. My 30 year old self, I, you know, I, I wouldn't change anything I did. You know, do I wish things were different? I, I guess so. But I don't think I'd be the person I was today had I not just made it through those last 20 years. I mean, I, I don't look back with regrets. Um, I feel that everything happened to me, you know, like I had cancer and I helped the next person. You know, I lost a child, I helped the next person. So, yeah, do I wish those things hadn't have happened? Yes, absolutely. But, you know, I'm not going to go back and, and, and change myself or ask for something different. You know, I, I think Carrie's really taught me that things, you know, things happen and why is this happening? Look at, you know, look at it. Why is that happening to you? And I think, yeah, you know, you're right. And we joke about it all all the time. Like, we'll get a message from somebody and and... We'll talk about it and she'll say, well, that's why that happened. I think, you know what? You're right. Just let it happen. It's okay. Right. Right. Let it unravel. Do you feel more confident, Nikki? Do you think now? Oh, absolutely. I tell, I keep, I'm the one that keeps telling Carrie, wait till you turn 50. You'll be like, I don't care about that. I don't care about <laughs> yeah. that. But she's so much older than me. <laughs> what would you say, Carrie? What would you tell your 30 year old self? I would tell her that I loved her. Mm. That's what I would say. Mm, I love that. I love that. And I love that you both had, you know, I I talked about living and looking forward and Carrie, you made a great point about, but you can remain stuck. You know, you can, it's all about the choices that you make. And you two have made such amazing, you've lived such a journey. I admire you for so many reasons. That's really why I wanted to have you on the episode to talk about not only friendship, but just also about the fact that embracing change, allowing it to unravel, which is so important because, you know, we can't control all these things. And I think we struggle with that as women. We want to control everything and we can't. And you two are both such amazing, inspiring women. I really appreciate you taking time to chat with me and allowing the listeners all over the country and the world to hear your story because it's empowering. You know, you've faced challenges like everybody does You've laughed, you've cried, you've experienced it all together, and you continue to just do amazing things. So I think that's really cool. Well, thank you. Life's an adventure. You have to look at it like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can't laugh about it. And, you know, I always say, you, you, well, you got to find that one friend. Like, I, don't, I wouldn't have started this business if Carrie said no, because I knew that when it got tough, she would, she would, you know, pick me up and dust me off and put me back on that pedestal and go, go, you can do it. I'm right here. Before 
Before I sign off today with Carrie and Nikki, I wanted to offer you a couple of things. Carrie and Nikki in Paradise Provisions, paradiseprovisions.com. If you go there and you order your meals, now I know there's a sense of uncertainty and our new normal of vacations this summer might look different than other times, but you can also order these meals and cocktail kits and they will ship them anywhere. So they're offering a 20% savings to any Fearlessly Facing 50 listener. All you have to do is put in the code FEARLESS when you check out and you will save 20%. And one other thing I wanted to mention is if you're liking what you're hearing with the Fearlessly Facing 50 podcast, please rate and review the show. All you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts, search Fearlessly Facing 50, and follow the prompts to rate and review. Just people come into your life for a reason. I agree. And you know what? Embrace that. So thanks so much, guys. I'm just so appreciative appreciative of you guys taking time to to chat. Yeah. Yeah. Our pleasure. All right. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye-bye.